Welcome back, everyone. This is the Mega Creative Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the podcast version of our live stream. What we do is we go live every Tuesday and Thursday on Twitter Spaces, which is an audio section of Twitter, and we educate and teach different people within the Web3 community how to go about taking care of what they do, becoming a pro in their, their approach with their business, with their Web3 NFTs and whatnot. So join us today as we actually dive into 10 tips to enhance your website. And this is not just only focused on NFTs themselves or Web3, but a lot of these things we share can be applied to many different aspects. But definitely dive in today and uh, join us in this conversation. But there are certain best practices or certain tips and trays or certain ways that you need to to do it, depending on, you know, some some variables that we'll talk here here in just a moment. So let's kick it off. You want to hit the intro and, and we'll get rocking and rolling. If everybody can just hit that first pin tweet and retweet that uh, and we can begin. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Mega Creative Show. Today we are diving into 10 different tips to enhance your website, but specifically towards the NFT community. So if you are an NFT artist, NFT creator, um, even a collector, you know, these are types of things that you want to look into when it comes to a, a good website that will really get the attention of people, but also uh, be able to be searchable on Google, things that will pop up better and be really able to get your, your information out there a lot easier and quicker. So um today it's it's uh myself mega retro and creative owls as as we're going to go ahead and jump into this topic here uh we're going to go over the some different things we want to share and then we're going to dive into an article and then we're going to open up the floor for people to be able to share uh their thoughts and feedback so um hopefully you guys are all ready you have your notebooks pencil paper uh documents open whatever it is that you use to take notes and just kind of just lean in and getting ready to learn some some deep information um, for those who are, you know, here, but also that are listening to the podcast, I uh, just wanted to say that, you know, creative owls, this is his expertise. Like this is what he does. So it's like he, and it's, I don't want to like, you know, docs or anything like that, but he does, uh, does this a lot. So he's been doing this for quite a while and being able to have him here to teach this in, in his expertise is going to be awesome. So there's a lot of things that I felt like I knew or that I was good with. And uh, as more of a graphic designer mentality, um, sure, it, would, it might look cool graphically, but it doesn't mean that it's searchable or easy to navigate or uh, has good call to action. So there's a lot of different things that Creative Owl is going to share with us today uh, and that we can pick his brain. And then once the floor opens up, if you have any questions specifically, feel free to write them down. Um, we're live here every Tuesday and Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So feel free to join us here on Twitter Spaces to, to listen to the live version. So, Owls, it's great to be here and to, you know, have a nice long weekend to really kind of really go over some things and think about what we want to talk about and really dive into the topic uh, mentally and really kind of mull over things. Um, can you tell us a little bit about just like, you don't have to obviously dox uh, yourself and kind of give us too much information, but kind of like where you sit in, in this realm of, um, you know, your websites and, and you know, be able to get the, the best output when it comes to dealing with people's websites. Yeah, so um, I, I, I've been doing web development for like 20 plus years. I don't want to go too deep into it, but I have a really good understanding and working with some really high-end clients uh, across the world, really, um, to really create a good user experience and create some good lead generation from web development. 
And uh, these are some of the things that we're going to talk about that, you know, I kind of learned through the way, through, through, through the times. I'm going to show you guys really how to give you the right mindset of how to use your website uh, for today's show and, and provide value along those things. And real quick, for those who, who are here or who are listening in uh, to like the recorded version, is there any way that people can reach out to you specifically to ask you questions or maybe hire you to check out their website and whatnot? Um, yeah, you can actually just head over to creativeisles.io. Go ahead and hit that contact form. And in there, you can submit if you have any questions, you need help reviewing your site. Uh, I can definitely take some time. Or if you need to really stand up something professional, I can connect you with, with some of my team members. But um, but yeah, uh, I actually just kind of revamped my own website, uh, through the weekend, creativeouts.io to kind of rebrand it to kind of match my, my new, my new theme, my new branding, my new marketing. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Awesome. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the agenda here? So we got here on the list, um, uh, two different questions for you. So why do you need to enhance your website and the importance of your website? So why don't we go ahead and tackle that first one? Yeah, I think, I, I think enhancing your website is something that you need to do on a consistent basis. You know, wh why you need to do it is because you need to stay up to date on the latest trends, uh, the way people are, uh, designs, modern designs, layout, um, and what it also shows, it shows search engines that you're keeping up to date with your website by making updates because Google and other search engines do a, like a, a crawler, uh, within your sitemap every single couple of days. And, and if you're constantly updating your website, it's going to constantly, uh, help you search higher, uh, within, within your, um, within your presence. The other thing is that if you have a consistent basis going to your website, the fact that they're, cons you're consistently updating your website or making improvements will allow them to consistently keep coming back and also allow them to share information a lot easier. That's good, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So so for myself, um, obviously we talked about earlier while we were warm with the room, just that, you know, with my own website, I just I just felt like I just finished it, right? And then after I felt like I finished it, set it out there, let people know that it's live, ready to check out. And then you contact me and let me know, hey, there's some things we really need to work on real quick just to just to get it up to snuff. So it's, you know, first off, you know, findable on, on Google searches. Um, and then not just that, but also that it makes sense visually, right? So like for myself, I felt like it looked good, but it just, there was still something off, right? So it's, it's almost like when you think about a website, I almost think of it like it's a bunch of different categories that you're somehow linking together to be able to make sense cohesively and, and kind of lead a, per, a person visually through a journey from the very start when you land on a page to the very end of what you're asking of them to get involved in and what, the, what to do, that call to action. So um, so real quick, like why don't we go ahead and just digest, like real quick, the, the landing page, the body of, of the website, and then also the call to action. Those three things, I think it'd be great for, for us to hear what Creative Alice has to share about like how important it is for your landing. Like as soon as a person opens up the page out for Creative Alice, what should they see? Uh, they need to visually see what you're doing, right? And they need to get some clear navigation of where you want them to go, right? Is Do you want them to mint? Do you want them to find out about upcoming events? Like you have to kind of define that in the first couple of, of seconds. And your landing page is really, really important to create one validation of what your project is and what you're supporting. So um, I always try to think of videos, images, big font text to really stand out there. But also, too, is, is load time. 
uh, that's something that I'm constantly working on is, is, is your load time of how fast your website runs. So if your website is loading fast, mm-hmm. it's going to give someone a good user experience instead of your website taking like 10 seconds, right? Uh, then being like, shit, I don't want to wait anymore. I'm out. Yeah, that's great. So, so for myself, I actually have quite a bit of artwork on mine. Um, I'm sure you saw that, but it only, uh, I actually did a test on it to see how long it would take to load up. And it's like 3.4 seconds. So it was like just under the 3.6, which is like the good average. So I was like, I was actually pretty impressed that it actually loaded up pretty quick. So if I had any video playing or whatever, obviously it'd probably be a, a lot longer of a process to load that up. Um, so I kind of stay away from videos and just stick more with the visual and then also using, uh, I use Wix for mine. So I use like the animated, animated stuff that you can like basically take an image and just add like an animation once it, lo- once it's loading up. Um, that way it still adds a little bit of motion to it and it's not so static and still. So, so that's the landing page. So Alice, you, you said something very visual really kind of catches the attention right away. Cause we really do only have like a couple seconds before someone just yeah. clicks or swipes away. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in and I'm out, right? And uh, it goes to the next segment is like, what's the importance of your website, right? Yeah. And and your importance of your website is for people to come in there and get information, to get the information they need, but to get it as soon as possible, right? And I want you guys to really think about this for just two seconds. Let this sink in real quick, right? I want you guys to don't think about your website as a website anymore. I want you guys to start, start thinking about your website as an employee, as somebody that that works for you, right? So when you're eating lunch or when you're in bed or when you're in the show, your employee is always there available and can help people answer questions, right? So if you have that mindset of treating your website like an employee, that's going to help you provide the right information because people are there to get information, get in and get out, right? So if you can set up your website for people to find the information for them to click around, um, get in and out. I think that's what makes people have a good user experience and, and want to keep coming back for more. Well said. That was a great alpha there. I appreciate that. <laughs> Throw those clap emojis in chat. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I really do um, appreciate that. So so when it comes to the, the body of the, of the webpage, right, so everything in between the start and the finish, what should people kind of throw in the, in, in the middle there? Should it, should it be a lot of information, oh, more it, pictures? Well, that really depends on, on your target audience, right? Who, who's going to be checking out your website, right? Um, so if you if you have a kid, like a, like a kid project, your website needs to be colorful, but the content you need to provide needs to be colorful inside there as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, for the actual content that needs to go in there, that that's really a case to case basis, but, call to actions are really big and, and to get them to click around on your website, you don't want them to go to the landing page and drop off because what that does, that calls a, that's called a bounce rate. And you really want to keep your bounce rate low and you want to keep your sessions for people to stay on your website for like a minute to two minutes. Those are really, those are really the good things. That seems, that seems uh, short, but honestly, that's actually quite a long time for a website, especially for an NFT project. I feel like. Um, yeah, like, unless someone's like, actually going to start minting or like starting uh, to actually go yeah. into your community more, um, then then yeah, like a minute actually is quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about for like landing pages, but when you have blog articles and and, mm, and yeah. insights, those are the things that you want to you know make your make people stay on there for like three to four seven minutes long, right? 
uh, if you create a if you create a blog page with a video in there, they'll they'll end up staying there even longer because they'll sit there watching the video, and as they're watching the video, they're still they're still on the on the website, and that's really enhancing your your SEO tremendously because you're 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 allowing more users to stay on your platform. It's the same way that YouTube works, right? YouTube, YouTube, you get paid for sessions that people come in and how long they're watching the video. Mm-hmm. Same thing for for your website. The longer people are seeing on your website, the better the SEO is going to enhance. So, so real quick, um, why don't you ex- explain what the what the acronym SEO means, and then I have a question for you about that. Sure, uh, SEO means search engine optimization, and what this is, this is how uh, this is tactics and in, in ways that you use to help boost your your website, and you can do this many, many, many ways using SEO. Uh, one of them being adding metata- metadata and meta tags on the back end of the site. So when your website is being crawled or people are searching on keywords, your website pops up. That's one. Two, creating blog articles that link back to your website. Three, you know, three, having backlinks, having other sites link back to your site, right? It's called backlinking. That's also very, very important as well, too. Uh, another thing is the actual, the way that the page is structured, right? If you have a page that's super long and you have headings that are H1, h2 h1 what that does that ruins the way that the html is being rendered and read so you need to make sure that if you're building a website you're using the correct html formatting by using the h1 header using the h2 and and using that along the way so there's many many things that we can talk about seo and how to use it you know using alt tags using description text uh, you know, that's that's a whole different uh, space that we can talk about. But that is something very important for you guys to consider as you guys want to get your website indexed. That's great. So so for the SEO, right, search engine optimization, would you say like, say, for instance, I, on my website right now, I have I have a blog uh, channel, but it's like I have like an actual blog website I use called Review. It connects with Twitter. You use it as well for yours, uh, for your newsletter. So would you say it's better to like somehow embed that into one of my own pages on my own website or just have it to where my menu is just clicking directly to reviews website on theirs? Eventually you would probably want to put that content, that text on your actual site. Okay. Yeah. That's eventually what you want to do is put those articles on your site because all those keywords, all those descriptions, all those characters, what it's doing is creating more valid validation of why your website should search higher uh, along the way. Okay, so are you, are you also saying basically taking whatever like so I have an article right on on review, so taking that one and just kind of copy and paste it and put it in my, on my yep. own blog on yep. my website. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, oh, exactly. Okay, so yep. Kind of like That's duplicating it. it. Yep, yep. And what it is is that you're creating more content for yourself, but also indexing it for your website. And what's nice about this is that when you talk to a client, when you talk to a customer and someone's like, Hey, how do I mint an NFT? Or, uh, for example, how do I, how do I get Ethereum and switch it over to Matic? Right. You can be like, Oh yeah, check out my, my website. There's an article that I wrote or a video that I put together for you to check it out. Right. Yeah, that's great. And, and what you're doing is that you're making yourself more valuable and you're, what you're doing is that you're providing more valuable for your content. Right. So you have someone who's like Mattyverse, right. Who has a bunch of YouTube videos it would be smart for him to add all those videos to his website so when people are, are buying his NFTs or looking at his site, they could actually learn something, right? And that's they're more likely to like a brand that's educating and, and also providing video content. 
And then also, I guess another thing he could do as well for any, anybody else who's making videos is kind of taking your video and turning it into a blog article as well. Would that be beneficial as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you just throw up your YouTube video embedded in there, write like a paragraph or two of what the video explains, add some hyperlinks talking about where it's going, and and then you're good to go. We're not going to talk. We're not going to go too into deep into SEO mega because I know you want okay. to. But we're, we're not going I to. I just here. I love SEO. Though. I, I know. <laughs> like I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. I, I think we can do another one where I dive in and we can yeah. really open up this can. But it, that is a a massive topic, and it's, it it yeah. costs a lot of money to do it correctly. So I would like to give you guys some tips of how to save money and and still help your your brand. Yeah, we could probably tackle like uh, funneling and SEO and kind of like the same type of topic one day. So um, if you're interested in that, feel free to let us know. Um, and like I said, the, the article that we're going to dive into here in just a moment is actually linked on the, the uh, Creative Owls Discord. If you hop in there and then you scroll down the channels, it's in the Mega Creative channel in this today's topic article. So you can follow along with us once we start that. Um, anything else, Alice, that you wanted to hit up before we jump into that article? Um, make sure you guys have, you know, your write down your questions or if you have any feedback for me, if you want to share with me. Uh, remember, you guys keep an open mind. We're here to bounce off ideas. Uh, if you guys want me to check out your website, just you know, go ahead and check out my pinned tweet up at the top. I'm going to be checking out website and providing feedback for, for a couple folks uh, throughout the week. Uh, see what we can help you in, enhance as well, too. And, and give me feedback. Go check out my website, creativeout.io. Let me know what you think, right? Does it make sense? Uh, is it something that you like, right? Uh, we're all learning here, so just keep that open mind as, as we go through today's topic. Um, so thank you. Yeah, we, we didn't get to, to touch on uh, the call to action just yet, but we'll definitely hit that up in in, uh, in that list of, of what we're going to be talking about. So um, why don't we go ahead and jump into that? So that's, that concludes the first portion of our of our cast, and uh, we're going to jump into the article now. So the article is also titled 10 Things Every Great Website Should Have. Uh, this is more geared towards just any type of website where – we're going to talk about it in a way where it's gearing towards NFT projects, NFT artists. So there's some things in here that might be generalized, but we're just, we're going to try our best to also interpret that in a way and ask Alice in a, in a way how us as NFT artists and creators or project project leads yep. can uh, basically use these different tactics in, in our in our websites. Mm -hmm. So uh, why don't we go ahead and start this uh, number one right here? We got. Um, Updated modern design. So, Alice, how many times have you been on a website where it's just like, ooh, this feels like the 90s <laughs> or 80s, almost, if that's possible? <laughs> you can imagine how big my eyes just got. <laughs> you know, a and, lot of times. And, and especially with these NFT sites, I'm seeing a lot of people just copy the, what is it, the hashtags landing page, and that's it, right? And, yeah. and they're good to go, right? Uh, so that's a bare minimum, right? But I, I think it's really important to update your site to a modern design because you need to give it that flavor, right? You need people to go in there and see your site, but see the branding that behind it, see the colors, see the font, right? Have all those things in place to really create that visualization of this product or this organization. Yeah. So, so here it says in the blurb uh, underneath that, that number one where it says updated modern design, it says your website, just like what I was saying, your website is your biggest business asset and your best employee. It runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. <laughs> Even when you're sleeping, yes, your website isn't isn't benefiting your business. It's not effective. So, so if if, if your website is not benefiting your business, it's it's not effective. Um, yeah. 
and you have to, you have to, and this is something I learned from Alice just recently is you have to view it like it's, it's a worker. Uh, same thing with any kind of money that you invest, right? It's, it's a worker. You're trying to make, make more money or make more business, have something come up, uh, come from that, all that work you're putting into it. Cause, um, I know I was like, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people like, including myself, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't say anything about, you know, enhancing what I did for my website, um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of time that goes yeah. into it, a lot of thought it's that goes lot. into it. And so, so all of work. that for the sake of it, like not being searchable and not really doing what it's supposed to, that would suck. <laughs> So, Dude, yeah, I mean, imagine doing so much work and no one can even see your website. Yeah, exactly. So th th there's something very important there to dive into, you know, obviously we don't want to dive too into SEO, but that's something you really should study up on. You know, there's some very basic stuff that you can learn and understand yeah, and, what you can do with it. And, and everybody should go on YouTube and, and just figure out what website modern designs are out there to kind of give you a visualization of how they look like. Everybody here is an artist or a creator, right? You should be able to look at an example and then mock it up your own version, but at least get a roadmap of what, what's hap well, what are the trends in 2022? How are things looking like and follow that trend? Otherwise, your site is going to look outdated and people are not going to take your project seriously. Yeah. So, so real quick, the last two sentences for the blurb. Literally almost what you said here is uh, outdated websites lose credibility with your audience <laughs> and miss out on evolving website technology yeah. that can make them more powerful platforms. An ugly outdated website isn't doing any good. Uh, some people think any web presence is better than none, but that mm -hmm. is a one-way ticket to losing business. And so I used to think that mindset as well. Any Anything is better than nothing, but the, the case is... Um, I've seen actually some old school looking websites, but they're done in a newer way, like a fresh way where there's, it's actually like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, uh, kind of like more of an artistic type of a take on like a 90s style website. Uh, so there's a lot of different things you could do, but making sure that you utilize all those tools. Um, anything else on that, Alice, before I hop to number two? Yeah, um, I, just for me personally, I'm a big fan of like open space white white text white area i don't like clusterfuck because it, yeah because what it does it makes the eye kind of go all over the fucking place of what should i be paying attention to right what your goal as soon as someone's able to hit the middle of your screen the attention should be on that object or that call to action or that description so keep those things in mind do not clusterfuck your website by saying oh i need to have all these images here here and here Absolutely not. Simple simplicity. That's what's going to allow people to understand your information easier. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, I think I think there are different styles that you can use, but I definitely agree with you that the minimalism kind of stands out differently um, and less chaotic mentally when you're looking at a website. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to number two. Number two says important business information. So put your phone number, email address, physical address if you have one. Uh, business hours. Obviously, this is gearing towards like physical businesses that that you know you would go to a brick and mortar. Um, but anything you could share to really kind of share more of an overall story. So if you have a phone number, more for like support. Yeah, uh, I would. Like a, yeah, a secondary yeah, like, phone number. <laughs> for, well, around NFT, you should have like your Discord link, your server link, your 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 newsletter, all that information for your social media platforms because people are going to go there and they're trying to either one validate you. And they're going to go try to check out your Discord, check out your Instagram to, to, to figure out how many followers you have, what type of content information that you're provided. But one thing I'm seeing a lot of these NFT sites don't have, which blows my mind, is a contact form. Hmm. Right? If, if you really take your NFT project seriously, if you want to partner up with people, if you want to get more people to get involved into you, you have to have some type of structure, right? 
And having a contact form is so valuable, is so key because you cannot manage a business inside fucking direct DMs. That's just not happening. There's no way for you to kind of get that. You need to have a structure. It's hard to keep plan. track of things too. It's 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 a shit show. And 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 honestly, the more followers you get, the the harder it gets for you to keep track of that. Having a contact form allows people to one select what is the subject. Is this for a press release? Is this for a collaboration? Blah 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 blah. And not only that, you can start docking it and keeping tracks of whose information is is coming in. And then from there, you can start building a network. And then even if you don't want to partner with them or if you're not interested, you're always going to have that useful content to always go back and contact that project, right? Um, yeah. So that's some, that's something that I really encourage a lot of you artists that are coming up, especially that are starting to get a little bit popular or you're making sense. You'd be surprised how many people re- use that contact form for, for, for professional services, right? Not just, hey, you want to collaborate or like, hey, can, can we write a blog article about you? Right? Can we Can we talk to you, right? So you use that structure for, for you to start getting some leads around your project. Yeah, that's something I'm I'm actually uh, trying to pay more attention attention to as well because like if you're thinking about doing it through DMs, right? Any any business that you're trying to take serious, uh, it's very unlikely you're ever gonna have where it's dealing with DMs unless you like, you know, crypto.com. I had them reach out to me on Twitter for the support and then DMs they sent me to their emails, you know, so like. They still, I still went to the email, um, and so it's very important to have kind of like that, that folk, that focused place where you're sending people to, and uh, that contact sheet is super important. So, um, Alice, real quick, so, so for people who fill out that form, how important does it have to be that it's prominent on your site? So for me, it's like kind of like the lower, you know, fifth of my website is kind of dedicated to that. Well, my, my project is aligned to be partnered up. My, my project is aligned to for a big investor. So I have to have that information mm. ready to go. Cause that's, that's the way my, my, my project is aligned, right? My, yeah. my project is aligned to get picked up by partnerships, by deals, because it's, it's set that way. Right. That's what, that's why I have that. Okay. And so, and, and also thinking logistically, if you're going to grow your team more, are you going to want people logging into, into your own personal, accounts to answer dms for you or would you rather that to just forward emails to them? right well <laughs> yeah well, well, well for example let's say beluga right let's say beluga has a contact form on his website and someone says hey i want to do an event with you um and it's it, they click the select category let's say metaverse only thing he has to do is just forward me that yeah. Instead of him copy pasting, giving me the whole breakdown of who the person is in the DMs, it just makes things a lot simpler for information to sharing. Yeah, that's so true. So contact form on your website, super needed. <laughs> so write that down. Uh, why don't we go ahead and do this right now? Thank you everyone so much for being here. This is the Mega Creative Show. Today, uh, as we are talking about right now, we're diving into 10 tips to enhance your website. Uh, we just got done on number two. Uh, we're going to dive and keep on rolling through the rest of them in a little bit, in, in just a moment. But I just want to take a minute and just say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. We appreciate everything you do to support what we're doing to really try to educate and, and empower artists in our community, um, different project leaders, even if you aren't an artist, you know, just somebody who's within the community who is trying to make a difference and grow and help people, you know, to empower people. So uh, we're super excited to be here to be able to share this information. Creative Owls, uh, for those listening in, uh, right now, and also to record a version of the podcast, be sure to reach out to him. His uh, Twitter is at MyCreativeOwls, just how it sounds there. And then his web- website is CreativeOwls.io. 
if you want to actually contact him, get more information about how you can get your own website checked out and uh, maybe hire him to, to help you out with it. So um, feel free to do that. Uh, we are live here every Tuesday and Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us if you want to learn more. Like I said, every Tuesday and Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we would be happy to have you here. Uh, why don't we go and share a couple announcements real quick, uh, Owls, uh, just to kind of uh, get people up to snuff with, with what's going on. So right now, Owls has a uh, March newsletter that went out uh, quite a few days ago. Make sure that you are signed up to his newsletters if you want to learn everything about Polygon, about the community, uh, people who are highlighted on there, different events. It's just so much information. So once a month it comes out, and he jam-packs that thing full of information. Um we got the mega creative merch that is actually ending and being discontinued on April 1st. So during the polygon showcase, uh, that'll be the last day that our merch will be available for mega creative show for this current design that I made. Um, and then, uh, we got the mega creative NFTs that are coming out April 2nd. We got a busy month and the busy starts the next month. So April 2nd on the polygon Matic network for 24 Matic each, you can get yourself a mega creative NFT, there's a bunch of different uh, perks slash utilities you can get for each one that you that you have. Uh, feel free to go and check those out. We, we've tweeted about them quite a bit. Um, we got uh, Polygon Showcase, which is coming up April 1st. There's so much stuff going on. Um, we'll skip that one. And yeah, just want to just wanted to share that information real quick before we jump back into it. So while we're going to get back into things, Owls, are you ready to dive back in? Uh, just a quick reminder, Friday is the last day to sign up and to register for the Polygon Showcase. After up. Friday, it's over. I'm, I'm closing up, and you're going to see all the marketing start taking off with all the sponsorships and deals and what we're doing off. So if you want to be a part of this, Friday is your last day to, to sign up if you're a Polygon artist. I know we have a lot of people that have already signed up, so make sure you guys are checking that out. And then also uh, we have Shane. Uh, they're doing a, a March Madness NFT tournament, so make sure you guys are checking that out. I think they're still looking for for a couple more participants, so definitely check out. They are part of the I think the Gorilla, the Gorillas Network. So I uh, just want to give you guys on heads up on, on what some of these events are coming up. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I'll ask you uh, the next boost. I, w I would love to, for you to, to talk a little bit about the new partnership that you have, um, and we'll dive into that for, for a second. So let's go ahead and get back to this list. Number three we got here. It says mobile-friendly experience. This is something I actually didn't know until I read this where it says, did you know that more than 60, more than 60% of internet users access online content through mobile devices? I knew it was a lot, but more than 60% is quite a bit. Um, what, does it, what does this mean for you? Your website has, has to not only be accessible on mobile devices, but also respond to them. That means no pinching in and, and out to read content and information. So basically you're making it to where, what, what that means is, is you want to be able to read the content as soon as it shows up on the screen. You don't have to zoom in or zoom out to, to read things. It's all there and optimized for your mobile device. Uh, Alice, any, any kind of tip real, there, uh, real quick there for a mobile friend experience that you like love you know, to see? Yeah, um, simplicity when it gets into mobile. Well, we have websites. Websites now have it's called breaking points. And depending on if you're on a desktop, it's going to look a certain way. If it looks on a tablet, it can look a different way. And if it looks on a mobile, it can also look on a, on a different way. And when you get to mobile, what, what, I, what I'm trying to tell you guys is 
kind of remove some of the things that you don't need on mobile. You want to eliminate a lot of the scrolling for them to just keep scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. You want to get the information faster. So make sure that it's there. Also bump up the text just a little bit more when you're on a mobile device uh, because everyone has a different platform that they're using on. It could be an Apple, Android, or or Microsoft. Um, and you really want the readability to be as, as simple as possible. You want buttons to be centered uh, so they're easy to click on the mobile device. Um, yeah, and, and navigation is really the big thing that, that we also see on, on, on navigation on, on mobile because they're limited to the screen size. So you have to think about how you're going to navigate and help people get the information as soon as possible because you're limited to that to that screen size. And 60% of internet users say that they use you know mobile devices. I think it's even higher now, especially within the NFT space, yeah. especially because we're all already on our phones on Twitter. And, and I I I I think that number is like at 80%, right? And um, we're seeing a lot of people that are on the go, right? And 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 now you're seeing you know MetaMask on on a mobile app or your browser, so. More people are going to likely check out your website, uh, you know, using your your, you know, the mobile device more than desktop for sure. Yeah. So so here's something I really want everyone here to even write down, just to remind yourself. Here's a note. Ready for this one? It says in April of 2015, Google updated its SEO algorithm to include mobile responsiveness. That was quite a few years ago. Basically, if your website isn't mobile friendly and your competitors is they'll show up in Google search results before you do. And we all know the importance of Google search results. So um, that goes to tell you just how important it is to have a mobile friendly website because it's not just a fact of, you know, oh, it looks cool, whatever, but like how well does it function and how well is it is it um, set up compared to those who have other NFT projects? Yeah, if I'm going to your website on my phone and I got to pinch and move around, uh, I'm never coming back. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. It's just not not a good user experience. People are not going to be wanting to come back there and it's hard to get information. So would you, so for Owls, for my mobile site compared to my, my desktop, I like the desktop to be kind of just like one page that you're just scrolling through and checking it out. Sure. For mobile, would you suggest to basically take the same format for your first one, but then kind of break it up into separate pages if you can? No, I would just simplify. You don't need all that content when you get into mobile. You just need like okay. like three or four images, some text, and a big call to action of where you want them to go or navigational, right? They're, yeah. yeah. If they want to do more of a deep dive, they'll go into their desktop and, and really open it up in, in their bed at night. But you got to get the information as soon as possible and, and have a good user experience for, for really to get that enhancement. That's great, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so uh, that kind of leads into number four here, which is quality content. Um, that's honestly one of the reasons why Creative Owls and I went from doing every weekday to just two days a week because we really wanted to kind of laser focus those extra days into these two days a week only. So uh, how important is it, you know, to, to have quality over, over quantity? It's huge when it comes to anything, right? So, like, just because a project, for instance, and if because a project has ten thousand NFTs, doesn't necessarily mean it's a good project or that you know it's going to sell out. Uh, your quality of those pieces, what's all involved with them, not not necessarily even the amount of work. You can pour a lot of work into stuff, and it still doesn't mean that it's necessarily quality. So, making sure that it's stuff that's going to be purchased, uh, sought after, bought, it has a competitive uh, feel and, and look to its utilities, 
Um, also, the, the artwork that's involved with it really kind of stands out, or at least what it is that, you know, it could be music, whatever it might be. But making sure that it stands out compared to, to others is going to help you to, to really kind of shine and have your website be a lot more, uh, have a lot more traffic coming to it. So, Alice, for you, how important is quality over uh, quantity? I look at it this way. The better you brand yourself, the better you brand yourself and the better content you put out, the more you can charge for your product. I like that. Let, let me repeat that again. The better you brand yourself, the more you can charge for your, for your content, right? So if you're providing high quality, why would you not uh, put it to a, a, a good price point, right? The fact that you're organizing, helping people, all these things take accountable for, for your business. And quality content doesn't, doesn't have to just be images or videos. It can just be laying out easy visual headers, right? Easy visual lists. Um, easy uh, call to actions. Those are the type of high quality that you want to provide. You don't also don't want to, the, one of the biggest things we'll talk about is, is colors, right? I see a lot of websites that don't know how to use color ratio, right? Because people from all over the world have problems reading screens or, or color coloration. So you have to make it as simple as possible. One, on the font style, right? Because the font style is kind of your attitude, but it needs to be readable. But it also needs to be readable to the, your target audience as well, too. So if you're targeting 50 and over, your font needs to be maybe a little bit bigger, right? Or if it's 35 and up, you need to start thinking about those things. Um, so those those are the things when I talk about, you know, quality content is outlining your headers, making sure that you're using the right navigations, uh, tools, and you're, you're creating the right visualization call to action so people can have a good, good journey through your website. So, so Alice, um I feel like quality doesn't necessarily only mean to that's like completely custom website. Would you say that you can get quality from say for instance, like a Squarespace where it's like very, just like very quick plug and play. Um, and you kind of stick to their theme. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think like Squarespace, Wix, WordPress and all these other things, I think they do a good job for starting off because the templates that they provide are already, gone through, you know, the ropes of how it needs to look like, right? It's just kind of flipping in your content, but don't oversaturate with your ideas of what it should be. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. So uh, let's go to number five here. It says uh, internal links. Um, I just recently learned about this one, the importance of it. And you also spoke about earlier. Uh, that has to be with SEO. Can you, can you hit on that real quick for internal links when it comes to? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so your goal is to keep people on your website as long as possible, right? And the way that you do that is that you create links, right? You you get them to kind of bounce around from the NFTs to the events page to uh, the about page to the insights. You want them to keep bouncing around through through your website. So having internal links um, or call to actions that go to other parts of your website or a contact form, those are all good things because you don't want people to just check out your website, scroll down, and get the fuck out. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you you want them to to stay on there as soon as to, to you want them to stay on there as long as possible and to reduce the bounce the bounce rate as, and you want to create that as low as possible. The the lower the bounce rate, the the higher the SEO will will increase. That will say, hey, this website is valuable. People are coming in here. People are clicking links. And what's really nice is that if you were able to tie in like Google Analytics to your website on the back end, you could actually track the way people are coming, what, what links are they going through and what their journey is? Are they going on the web page? Are they clicking the NFTs? Are they clicking the about us page? Because if you start understanding how they're, they're going through the website, you could figure out, wow, everyone's going to this blog article, 
right? Why don't I not put a, a an ad or an advertisement in there about, hey, here's my next drop date? That's great, yeah. The same thing with um, spaces and uh, Twitter spaces, any kind of blog stuff. Would you say that's also important to put on your website somewhere? And if oh, so, like I, what what's your area on my show? Uh, what do you mean, blog? Um, so let's let's hit up uh, Twitter spaces. So if I wanted to put our Twitter space on my website, would you say it's better off at the very top, at the very bottom, kind of where contact is? Should it have its own link? No, no. I w- so so I would just create like a, a blog section and then create individual blogs and just hyperlink them there. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, if you go to creativeouts.io, click insights, and you can see some blogs, and that's an example for you to get an example of how the hyperlinking is. Now, it's good to internally hyperlink, but it's also good to externally hyperlink, too, because you want to you want to create resources that you're, you're valid at. So, for example, I wrote a blog article the other day, and I talked about spatial.io, right? So what I did is that I hyperlinked them back to their website because that's going to create some um, – some customer journey, even though I'm bouncing people out of my website, but I'm creating valuable content for people to learn. So if I say, for instance, I'm an artist doing collaborations with another artist, it's super important probably to have links going back and forth to each other's websites as well. Then, Oh my God. Yeah. Social content. Yeah. That's how you help each other out. You create backlinks to, to, to each other back and forth. and, And that creates that, that organic connection. So let's say I do like, for example, I'm doing the polygon showcase right now and, and I'm starting to put the page together. I'm putting everybody's, everybody who's artist, I'm hyperlinking all of them to their OpenSea accounts or their Twitter accounts. So I'm creating hyperlinks all over my website and that's going to boost my entire SEO. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, so backlinking, internal links, making sure that you're doing all that is super important to getting that. Basically you're laying down roads almost back and forth to different content. Yeah. Um, and it's so really going to make it better for yourself. And I, I want to give you guys a quick tip. If you guys are, this is something I need to practice as well too. If you guys are starting to create a blog article and you guys are clicking or, or linking out of your website, one thing you guys can do is that you could create a function. So when you click on the link, it opens up in a new tab. So then yeah. you, you don't you don't fully leave the website, but it's showing that you're ex, you're externally leaving the website, but it's going to open up a new tab for them. You can always go back to your website so they don't drop off that session. So that's something to think about. I think that's a great tool for you guys to to consider as you guys are building your sites. Yeah, I always consider that like opening any kind of links up in new tabs, like kind of like you're pausing your YouTube video to check something else out real quick. Then you go back yep. to where you just paused. So, so yeah, that's great, man. Thank you so much. Um, number six, let's go and hit this one up. Uh, social media icons. I mean, this seems kind of basic as far as this one, I feel like, but it's still important to mention in case you didn't know this. Uh, there's 26. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for websites not to have social media icons. Social media uh, is a fantastic way for your customers to learn more about you and stay uh, current with your business. So, um, as an NFT artist, Creative Owls, how important is it for us to have basically kind of like that cross-linking, that internal linking to our social media accounts and then even maybe specific posts that we made to really kind of emphasize maybe a bit about ourselves, maybe it's something we won or a contest, whatever it might be. Is there some things that you really recommend kind of highlighting when it comes to social media icons and links? I, I personally fumbled on this. I didn't add any social media links to my site yet. Uh, but having those things, what it does, it allows your users, people that are coming in, um, and, and it gives your readers an easy way for them to share their information with their own social media platforms. Yeah. 
You know, um, I, I know that there's blog articles where there's a top feature where if you click on the Twitter, it automatically connects to your browser and it, you know, prompts that tweet out for you, right? Like, I think OpenSea has that, like, share option. So having those things and those share icons uh, or your, or connecting to your social media platforms, it's just another way to validate you and give people the content that they're looking for. Yeah, so, so it basically also says here, it's more than just putting a button with the link going back to your, your Twitter or your Instagram, whatever it is that you're trying to link there for your social. Um, it's, it's basically recommending that you also do something along the lines of like, if you can embed whatever your latest tweets are or whatever your latest posts are on Instagram into your website, that's also doing a great justice for your website to, to also keep that traffic there and eventually get those people who are on your website to click on those social accounts to say, oh, well, like, look at their artwork. It's not just like a, li- uh, a button they're clicking, but they're actually able to see what your content is that you're providing on those different platforms. So uh, that's super important to do. Um, we're going to hit up one more. We're going to do a boost, and then we're going to do the last three here. So number seven is powerful visuals. We, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but it says visual elements help move a user's eye down the page and also breaks up text-heavy content. Visual information such as graphics are processed 60,000 times quicker than written information. That's 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 a lot more processing for an image. Kind of like how they say a picture is worth a thousand uh, thousand words. You know, it's basically what they're what they're saying here. Um, they could be deciding factor on uh, on a user leaving your website or sticking around. So. Um, for myself, I had, you know, on, on my original, when I tweeted out that, you know, my website was done before owls took a look at it, I had a, 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 I felt like it was a nice punchy type of illustration of my character, but, um, you know, what he shared with me was basically, it has to be something a little more than that, a little little something more in depth. He's like, I'm missing, where's the potions? Where are these things that you're actually talking about in your project for potent potions? I want to see the potions. So. Um, what I did is I just took the artwork from my from my comic book cover art where he's holding up a potion and then kind of like cut that out and use that as the landing page. And it changed it completely. It really changed the whole feel of it once you land on it. And so um, if you can do that with your artwork, so even with AI artwork, uh, any kind of visual artwork, even music, um, having something where as soon as they land on your page, there is a powerful visual statement right off the bat. Um, yeah, I was – Man, yeah, your graphics should drive home your message, not ending up producing more questions. <laughs> That's, right? People should look at the graphic What's and be this? like, okay, I get it. Not being like, wait, what is this? Right? And powerful visualization is really, really big for the NFT space. And I think like creating the roadmap, right? Creating that visualization of graphics or however you, you design your roadmap. Allowing people to see how your roadmap looks visually will help them understand along the way. I've seen a lot of NFT projects to use like an infographic or like a isometric graphics for them to say, okay, phase one, two, three, four, and five, and then they have their artwork, right? But that really helps the users or people that are investing to understand, oh, okay, got you. They're in this phase. Okay. Once you get to the next phase, they're going to be doing this giveaways or that way. So creating powerful visuals will help uh, story tell what you're trying to produce. Yeah, I feel like something that, that kind of falls into that too, Alex, is uh, kind of like you were telling me what my own website when we were going over it and, and you were critiquing it and can you give me these different points to, to change up was um, I had like a big blurb of like, you know, what what what's the basically, what is my potent potion project? It showed a little blurb about it. Then it showed series one and series two. 
and had buttons, but the buttons were down at the very bottom of that whole bunch of text. He's like, why don't you break that up and then also color code it, you know, make basically make the title for series two match the color of the button itself. And so I changed it and I was wasn't it like a night and day difference, like, like really well, quick. He, well, here, here's the thing. So mega had this big button that the button itself had three sentences three cents in a in in a button right so that's that's an error because people don't know what it is and i and i think he said minting is open well no shit minting is open why don't you just say mint it now and i think (laughs) and and his and his button color was red red so here's the thing when i look at red that means stop that means danger yeah (laughs) so i said I said, you're scaring people from clicking this button. <laughs> you know, this is, this is not what button. you want, right? So what we did, we got rid of his three sentence button, which I've never seen before in my life. You're we welcome. switched it, we switched it to, to two words that says mint now. We changed it green and, and it's more visually pleasing to the eyes and allows the, the readers or the users to know, okay, if I want to mint, I just got to click this button. But not only that, we put his social media icons right underneath that big call to action. So it, no matter what, you're going to be drawn closer to clicking that button or any of that social media platforms. Yeah, that's great, man. I really do appreciate that that insight because uh, if you also think about it, like those who are investing in projects, right? You're looking, we're looking for collectors, investors. That's who we're ultimately looking for for our projects. What does red represent and green represent when it comes to any kind of investment, right? And so that that was a great point that you pointed out because for me, I was thinking like, oh, red, like it's you know an alarm going off. Oh, check it out. You know, hurry up. But that was not the case as far as the, the readability when you see the button. Um, so now that it's green, you know, green usually means a good investment or something that's going up, upward, a good investment. So, um, Alice, thank you so much for that. I <laughs> just wanted to use that as a little example. As I'm, far as- I'm letting you know, guys, I have never three, seen a three-sentence button before in my life in class <laughs> Omega. I said, I said, how, I said, how did we get here? You know, um, but you made the right changes and, and, and I think you're more happy with the visualization of how yeah. it's laying out. Um, and, and I guess now when you tell people about your project, they're going to have a good customer journey. Here's, here's the thing for myself, right? I was like, I understand my weakness is dealing with the information of the website, not so much the graphics of the website. I feel like the graphics, I'm like, yeah, cool. I can do whatever graphics, but the information, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so sometimes I'll overdo it. Sometimes I'll underdo it. I've done the back and forth for many years for my websites. And so having somebody like Creative Owls to hop in and kind of give you a critique, like, hey, this is too much or too little, you know, move this to move that, you know, just those little changes. It wasn't even like a crazy amount of tweaks, but it completely changed my website, the legibility, um, just the, the, the whole vibe of it. So I appreciate that, Owls, as far as that, that feedback you gave me. Um, and so that's what powerful visuals means is you're able to really kind of have things stand out. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's only artwork that's a powerful visual. It could be the button itself, you know, being that powerful visual to, to really pull that person into like, hey, what's this? So uh, why don't we go ahead and do this right now? Just want to say thank you so much. <laughs> you love that sound effect. <laughs> I'm surprised the first two times you didn't say anything. Uh, this is the Mega Creative Show, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We are live here every Tuesday and Thursday. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's something we would love for you to do. Alice, do you see something? <laughs> secret button. <laughs> the secret button. Uh, if you guys can, a secret button. If, 
Yeah, if you guys go ahead and hit that little feather or that plus at the bottom tweet and just say that you are here, you're learning. Uh, talk about what you've learned today. What? Tell me if you didn't learn anything today. Tell me if I'm making sense or if I'm not or if you need help on your website. Figure out how we can create some engagement in this room. Um, yeah, I know all of us here are artists. All of us are busting our ass. A lot of us are solo artists. So hopefully this information is helping you guys make uh, some decisions as you guys are updating your website, creating your project, or, or looking to uh, build your own website. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm, I'm excited about this. So, so why don't we do this real quick? Why don't we go ahead and stand up? Let's do a little stretch. We got three more to go through. Here. Oh, I know. I'm so excited about these tips, though. But it's Group a stretch. lot of information to take in, right? Yeah. Stretch. Oh, stretch, a little stretch. stretch everybody. And then today's challenge is, is uh, I want everybody to go out, walk for 15 minutes, and then come back to drawing or back to creating. Let's see how much better your 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 content has improved or your thought process. Your mindset has a lot to do with that, huh? So, um, everything. Everything. <laughs> uh, and real quick, before we dive into these three, why don't you go ahead and tell us real quick? Do you, I heard somebody got a partnership. Yes, yes. The young owls has graduated to a baby owl to a little bit older owl. Uh, it looks like, well, it is. I have officially partnered up with Polygon Studios. Uh, this, thank you. I'm extremely excited to, um, for this connection, the, Polygon Studios, what I realized is that like 95% of their partnerships are around NFT gamings, and they do a lot of stuff around gaming, sports, uh, the culture, fashion, some metaverse and environment. And I'm kind of coming in as a partner as a uh, metaverse NFT project. So I'm really excited to to partner up with them. What this is going to do, this is going to create some really great opportunities for the Creative Owls brand, for the Polygon community. Um, they're going to be supporting these events that we're going to be putting together, they're going to be sponsoring it. They're going to help get the word out as we move forward. Um, I have a couple uh, podcast sessions ready to go that we're going to be recording with them. we got some articles that we're going to be putting together. So I'm really excited to uh, work with them. But also, um, there's going to be partnership meetings where I'm going to be connecting with people that are from Zen Run or Sandbox or Decentraland. Um, or, you know, they have fashion. It's, it's a whole ecosystem that they're building. And I'm really, really proud to... Um, to, to lead the way, but also uh, just to show everybody, like, if you guys bust your ass every single day and you're consistent and, and brand yourself, these things are possible. You don't need to have 100,000 followers, 20,000 followers for you to create these deals. Just work hard, stay focused, and you'll be surprised. They already knew about our Polygon community. They already knew about Dave. They already knew about Beluga. They already know what we're doing, um, and, and it's it's very interesting to see uh, where this partnership could eventually lead for other artists here in the future. And, and I'm really trying to trailblaze that and help onboard uh, more, more artists or more artists, more artists or more collectors onto the Polygon chain. That's so good, man. Can we get some hearts in chat for Owls? Uh, we're super proud of you, man, for pushing so hard and working really hard for, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's to, to build your brand, but also for this community. So we appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Up. I'm going to bring up Beluga real quick. I'm sure yep. he has a question, uh, but I do want to dive into the last topics because I do want to open the floor uh, for an hour for people to ask questions or we can dive in. I, knew, I do see a lot of speakers that are coming up here. so Yeah, sounds good to me. So so do you want to do the three tips first and then uh, Beluga or Beluga first? Uh, let, let's knock these three tips and then we're going to open it up to Beluga. Okay, sounds good to me. So uh, as far as also the bandwidth with, with Twitter, we're going to try to keep it to a very limited amount of speakers because apparently that's that's one of the big issues where if you're a speaker up top, you might hear a lot of uh, 
rugging going on with the voices. So uh, we're going to try to keep it to, to minimal with, with how many speakers we have up here at a time and we can just cycle through. So, all right. Number eight. Are you ready for this? Get your pencil and, pa pencil and paper ready, your notebooks. Number eight is cohesive branding. So Owls, you're kind of ahead of the ball here when it comes to all these different topics that we're going over. You already kind of brushed on this. So it says maintaining a clear and focused brand is one of the most powerful aspects of, of not only your website, but your business. Staying visually consistent is one of the best ways to come across as trustworthy and professional uh, to your audience. So uh, Owls, how, how much does your social media or your different your different accounts how much does that have to look like your website and vice versa oh my gosh yeah this talks about the branding right having that consistent look and feel right how people know how it looks like so people know oh i see that i know who's who's if i show you guys a big blue circle and there's an f in it yeah you guys know it's facebook right and that's because they do a consistent branding but they use the same color scheme within their website within their outreach the same font they use the same color themes every platform yeah, they, say, they use the same visualization uh, components along the way. So you're seeing that same consistency. So when you see it, you're like, oh, that's Creative House. I've seen that one, you know, without you having to, to create that visual, to create without writing saying, hey, this is a Creative Owl ad. Yeah. So so for you, Creative Owls, one thing I've noticed is that your profile picture, the same exact one you have, is the one that's also on your website. So I don't I don't know if that's the current one, but uh, but basically to also – those who are jumping in here, they, they see the name, they see the picture that represents your name, and then when they hop on your website, they also see the same exact thing. And so there's a lot of consistency that's going through the through the whole layout there of exactly. all those different things. And yeah, okay. Because, because like you don't want your website, like for example, let, let's just you go into a website and you see that the the NFTs are uh, rabbits, right? And then you go to the next page and it's elephants and all the colors are completely different, right? That's going to throw everybody off. That's not the same consistent branding. You're not going to, people are going to get lost and they're going to say, this is not what I want. I'm out. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, make sure that the colors are the same. Make sure that the headings are the same. Make sure if you're using headers, make sure that they're all the same right font size that you're using all the way across your site. Otherwise, people are not going to take your website or your employee uh, really, really serious. Yeah, I would say one of the first people, one of the first like uh, groups of people that I saw do a really good job with with just their branding and marketing, branding and marketing when it comes to like it was very cohesive across the board. Was when I first got into NFTs, uh, at least into the NFT space here on Twitter, was the Castle Project. All of their people and their accounts had all the same types of profile pictures, but just slightly changed to match the different people differently. So then their website was very cohesive. Their Discord. And it's it's still stuck in my mind since then. Um, and so even when I don't necessarily see them everywhere, I'm still able to remember, oh, that's them, you know, based on them being able to do that. So that's why for myself and Creative Owls, you don't see us always changing our profile picture a lot. That really does impact the the amount that people will click on your stuff, the the amount of people being able to remember you um, when they see the same profile picture hopping in and out of different places. It's going to be a lot easier for them to do the the two plus two equals four type of mentality. So uh, number nine we have here is easy to navigate menu. This is something I desperately need to work on. I was, I love the way you're doing yours, um, that you're setting yours up, uh, but easy to navigate menu. Your navigation menu is how your, uh, your users typically find information on your website. 
Make the most important pages of your website accessible, but don't overload the menu. Too much information for the user tends to confuse them. It's the same thing with, with, with like if you're marketing any kind of like merch, too many colors tends to actually make less sales apparently. Uh, you would think it would be the opposite, but it's, it's the, actually the opposite of that. Uh, some people break up their information into two separate navigation bars. This can work very well if, if, if it's done strat, uh, strategically, if there's a significant purpose behind each. So, Owls, when it comes to the navigation, not even just the menu, but also like um, you know, navigating through the page to layout, how important is that to you? Oh, man, navigation is everything. I'm sure a lot of you guys have had to, maybe you've had to do your taxes or maybe you had to register for something and they sent you to this, this site and the site was just god awful. You couldn't find the link where you can just pay the damn bill, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's so, and it happens to everybody. Like you go to the DMV, you got to pay something online, but their website has a hundred different buttons, <laughs> has a hundred different call to actions, <laughs> and you're just like, Oh shit. I got to take a big breath. Okay. Where is the pay my, my, my parking pass ticket? Right. Uh, so those are the things you want to make things really easy in to make things easy is really having really good call to actions, which we'll talk about here because that helps navigation to, to go throughout your website on the navigation at the top. I really, really suggest uh, a sticky navigation. So whenever you're scrolling down, people can always navigate to wherever they want on their page. Okay. Uh, and when I mean sticky navigation, basically what it means is that when you land on the, the, the homepage, you'll see the navigation bar at the top. But when you scroll down, it stays at the top. And the reason why I like that is because any single time someone wants to dive in, you don't have to keep scrolling all the way down or keep scrolling all the way up. They're able to just go ahead and, and scroll up and just click on the navigation. So that's one. The second navigation I love is called the, the footer navigation because usually – when people are done reading, they're going to be at the very bottom of the page. And if there's no call to action at the very bottom of the page, the next thing that they want to do is, is check out some other hyperlinks. Having that navigation down there uh, and having a clear taxonomy will help you, um, you know, will help your, your users get the information that they need faster. That's good, man. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm actually changing to that up right now as we talk because uh, I didn't know. Think about that. Uh, I've I've seen that's actually quite a bit of a of a fad now too, where people are starting to use it a lot more. Where even like the logo itself will follow all the way and track down the whole page as you're scrolling uh, to keep it consistent throughout. And then also, um, us as people, we we tend to have pretty bad uh, attention spans when it comes to things, especially these days. So having it having a constant reminder of what website you're on, what the community is, what are the options for for you to navigate through. That's going to be super helpful for those, especially new to the space, to be able to dive into and really kind of get get the the gist and the idea of what your project is. So easy to navigate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is something you guys should always think about before you even start designing or laying out your yeah. content. It is 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 really. I, I was I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah, yeah. So you really want to define before you start building your website. You want to figure out who the target audience is. Who the hell is going to be on my website? What target age group? Then you can start thinking about how you use keywords, how you're going to write it, what font you're going to use, um, and, and what color scheme is, is going to work best for your target audience uh, along the way. Then from there, you can put that into your uh, user design, which is your, your user, which is your UI and how it looks like. And then it's going to be going over to the user experience. How if I click this button, where is it going to take me and how is the page going to look like? Uh, we can dive into that whole thing. That's a huge topic for us 
but I want to go to number 10. But before we go to number 10, I want to give Beluga a chance to speak because I think he, he had a, a, a topic he wanted to speak on. Yeah. Beluga, welcome. Hey, I just did, I, I didn't really have anything to add to web stuff, but I just wanted to report, <coughs> sorry, some good news. I just got off the phone with um, Polygon itself, um, and I wanted to let everybody know that they were celebrating Creative Owls, um, and they were talking about Creative Owls Metaverse, and uh, they were also talking about our the Creative uh, the mega creative show and my show and Dave's show and all of you that are building shows on Polygon. Uh, so they know about us, like Creative Al said. I was not talking to studios. I was talking to Polygon itself. Um, so uh, big, big things are coming if you're a Polygon person. Um, and they said that they are going to be pushing very hard in April and May. So there's going to be a groundswell that comes, and uh, and I was I'm re just really proud of everybody, you guys. Um, so I wanted to share that positive news that I got. Um, and yeah, so keep making those websites. Thank you so much, Beluga, for sharing that. We appreciate that that insight. Um, I, I am not surprised, but I'm also happy at the same time that. Uh, they're celebrating Creative Owls because, like I said, and, and I know many of us in this community feel the same way about Creative Owls. Is, um, he's a championer of the community, if that's even a word. Uh, he, he definitely tries to create ways in how we can work together and, and grow together as, as a community. So, yeah. We're just getting started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like honestly, like. just started. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think over the last couple of months, and, and Beluga can, can do a testament, we kind of got a rid, we kind of got a rid of all the funk. And then we now we're starting to lay some foundation of how we're going to do things. Uh, big shout out to this, uh, this guy named Dave that, who's underneath me. Dave as like, he's creating that landing pad for, for the Discord for people to get their projects on. Beluga has been doing, uh, creating spaces since 1999. So it's great to see these things are now taking off. Um, so these are all these things that we've done. We're now seeing um, we're now seeing the plants grow. We we put all the roots months ago. We watered them, and now we're seeing you know the fruit of them being put out. And as Beluga just said, they already know what we're doing. So they're going to go straight to your website, and they're going to see okay how how do they have their shit together, right? Can I make them brandable, right? Do they look like an organization that's organized for me to even fuck with them? Right. Uh, so th those are the things that you guys want to consider along the way and, and put these things in, into place because the opportunities are there. We are at a very, very young stage. Establishing yourself now is going to allow you to create a great road path for you moving forward. Beluga. So um, I just wanted to also, what you were just telling me related to websites is, they told sorry they told me something very important today that kind of does go along with this website building enhancement ten tips is and i think you mentioned i've been in like four meetings during this space now so i was like had one ear um listening to you but they did say um that make sure that you have one section of your website that is simple and digestible, um, like an elevator pitch with bullet points that are very 
uh, that, that kind of like wrap up what your entire, say, ecosystem slash project slash art is all about. So that when, and, and make it very easy to get to, like you said, and very concise. Um, if you have a wall of text um, in this ADHD world, that's literally, it's not going to work for you. I mean, people send yeah. me walls and walls of text to read and literally it's not going to happen. You know, it's never going to happen. Um, I am terribly ADHD. Um, and so a lot of people in the IT space are, are terribly ADHD. So please take that in consideration when you have bullet pointed lists um, and, um, and make your, make, have somebody review it and say, Hey, this is, this is my roadmap and, and is it clean and it's clear and take any consider any um, cr criticism. I cannot talk today, but you get, you get what I'm saying. They Polygon told me that keep it simple, keep it bulleted, get your points across. And um, I think you guys tip, but that came directly to the people that are giving you money for your projects at Polygon. So yeah, I wanted to share that. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to jump off. Mm -hmm. listening. No, 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 you're no, good. You, you hang out here. Don't you dare leave me today. You stay up here. <laughs> just mute, mute yourself. We'll, we'll help speak for you. But thank you for, 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 for bringing all that up um, and talking about these things. These things are, these are so excited. I'm so excited for what's happening and where, where, where the community is going. And I think yesterday we talked about real quick that there's a lot of FUD in other communities, but the Polygon community does not tolerate any of that. Um, so I'm very, very proud to see where we're going and in the direction. And, and we've got some good leaders that are going to help uh, other artists um, be recognized and, and get their artwork out there. We, we're, we're a small community, but we're probably one of the strongest community because we're so we're so tight. Um, yeah. Mega, let's 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 hit on the last one and then we'll, we'll open it up. It's already almost 1230. Sounds good to me. So, all right. The last one here. And you might have heard this a billion times from Creative Owls. Clear calls to action. <laughs> and we actually just touched on this last week too. Uh, just in general, clear, clear calls to action, no matter what it is, whether it's for your website, your social media, uh, whether you're doing a pitch for your project, whatever it might be, there has to be clear calls to action. And the reason for that is why, Alice, why do we need clear calls to action? Uh, because people don't know what to do. <laughs> uh they really don't you go up there and they're like uh okay you know what what do i click on you know uh you want them to you you want it to the call to action should be clear catchy right uh and it should really stand out uh from the page right so it needs to be a certain color it needs to be a certain variation uh it could have a a, a hyperlink something like that but those are the things that need to have call to actions now when you write the call to actions do not say hey i'm minting click here if I see you write the word cl click here, I'm going to be very upset. Do not say what click about, here. What about the sentence buttons? No, you want <laughs> you want to you want you want to you want to highlight and you want to hyperlink the action uh, to the link. Okay. That's so, true. so if you have a text and you say, hey, you know, blah blah blah, learn more or view collection, you hyperlink that. Don't just say, hey, read article, click here. I would be very upset if I if I see that. That's that's, <laughs> that's like some 1995 stuff. So that's like. <laughs> That's like my pet peeve if I see you people that say clear here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but call to actions are big. This is how it helps users know what, what you're trying to do. Um, if you're a website that's trying to generate sales, you know, 
your call to action could be check out your NFT page or go straight to your OpenSea account, right? Um, yeah. What I, Cynthia um, actually has one, she has a really good website because what she does is that she has a whole training, uh, how to buy an NFT on her website. And there's some really good call to actions of how to do it, right? Uh, so that's a good example of, of, of to, for, for a page for you guys to take a look at. And call to actions could be hyperlinks, could be buttons, could be graphics. Uh, there's a number of different things that could be call to actions. So, so real quick about that, the call to action. Um, one thing I've learned from you, Al, is, is, and this is more within like the past few weeks to a month, which was very important is your wording when you're doing the call to action, right? You don't want to come across demanding, like click here sounds actually pretty demanding in a way compared to uh, something where it's like explore my, my collection, you know, like you're think of it like you're inviting them into the adventure of checking out your project. Right. And even the, the, the call to action saying, check out, I kind of even don't even like that anymore where, because like, it's so, I feel like it's a very vague and there's so many other words that can really step into that place instead of check out, maybe experience, experience, the, the experience, gallery. explore, discover, you know, uh, yeah. the, use, use those words, use actionable words for call to actions. Yeah. So th- those and, are some things I've been implementing in mind that I've noticed for myself even have a big difference with the way I, I protect my project. Owls? No, you, you nailed it, man. Yeah. Clear call to actions. It goes on how you write your tweets, your website, uh, any, anything that you want people to do, you make sure you have a good clear to action, uh, on, on all your posts. Sorry. Thought you were done. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This is the Mega Creative Show. We are live here every single weekday. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I take that back. Every single Tuesday and Thursday. I got to change that. <laughs> I thought I was after I was texting. Every single Tuesday and Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are live here uh, for at least about two hours or so. And we'll go over and dive into some really specific topics. So today we are talking about 10 tips to enhance your website uh, and specifically toward geared towards NFTs. But honestly, it really does reach out into any kind of website that you're putting together for any kind of branding or marketing that you're doing. Um, we just got done with the whole list for all 10 of them. If you didn't get to hear all 10 of them, be sure to listen to the recorded version or the podcast, ver- podcast version of this once it comes out. Um, we're just super excited to be able to provide this information. And having Creative Owls here, who's an expert literally within this field, is very awesome to be able to hear him share his insight and his input. Because, uh, you know, being able to pick his brain within a, a space like this, it's it's very limited time that we have to do that. So if you're looking to find out more information or if you want to get creative hours to check out your website or help you with what you're going to send yours up, um, you know, be, be sure to check out his website, creativeowls.io, and then use his contact form and ask him what his rates are, see what he does as, as far as his services and whatnot. <laughs> I don't hey, want to do it. You, I don't want to do any more websites. I'm you done. Should get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm done. I have I have enough headaches, but I okay, definitely okay. like I definitely like to give people some tips and some feedback along the way, uh, especially some of these uh, projects that are getting ready to launch. I love to just maybe give you a feedback and say, hey, you know, uh, change this color or you know change change it this way. I think it, it could yeah. help. You're, you're, you know, just just some open discussion. Okay, I just don't want to volunteer your work for free, <laughs> so that's why I'm just letting people know, hey, you know, expect it. If he doesn't, if he doesn't want, that's up to him. But um, but yeah, definitely reach out to him if you want to learn some more information uh, about websites and not even just websites, but also just how to represent and market and brand your 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 company in a, in a way that's very attractive to those who are looking for that. So uh, with that being said, 
We're done with the list. Uh, if you want to know where that list is, the link is in Creative Owls Discord. Check that out. It's in the Mega Creative Show um, channel on there, and you click on that, and you can go over it yourself. Um, and then we're going to open up the floor right now to, to different people to be able to come up here. Owls, I would say we, we should keep it to maybe like three speakers at a time. That way, uh, get yep. the bandwidth. You, yeah, as soon three. as Beluga came up, I, I started hearing a little crackling in your voice, so I wasn't sure um, if that was Twitter messing with us once again. Yeah, but, we'd, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. do three speakers, and everybody's got 10 seconds. <laughs> 10 <laughs> seconds? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, with you. All right, all right. Let's, let, 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 let's get it going, because I want to hear from Dave, Emily, and we got Flo down there as well, too. So uh, let's, let's, let's pick some uh, – Beluga, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, otherwise, we're gonna, just going to keep you up here, and we're going to uh, speak with you, Nana and Crypto. No, I'll move down so you don't get the bandwidth issues. Um, are you guys – talking about projects or are you talking about uh, websites right now we're, we're just going to get some feedback to hear what people think about their websites and, and see what 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 insights they have on maybe how to enhance their website or their challenges so stay up here man you, you maybe be able to answer some of the questions uh, that we have i just launched belugabay.io um oh, and shit. yeah it, it's literally horrible so don't judge me um but um i yeah so i mean I need help. This, I need this help. is good. This uh, is really good. So, so he, here's something too. I reached out to Beluga maybe two weeks ago, and I had BelugaBay.io in my checkout cart. And I said, Beluga, man, you better buy this now. I'm going to buy your own domain. So <laughs> make sure you guys are going out and buying your domains, uh, or I'm going to start sweeping up your domains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beluga, this looks good. I'll, I'll give you some feedback a little bit later on today, but uh, you you're heading in the right direction. It's, it's horrible. Don't even don't even play me like that. It's literally yeah. horrible. It's so bad. But <laughs> okay. but it it is a um it's a start. I mean I guess you know I, I, the thing the thing that I think everybody's gonna get when you build a website and maybe it's just me being completely crippled by ADHD is I have like all of this stuff I want to express and then I go to type it. And it's like my brain like seizes up and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to get the words out. And it's, it's the, I don't know if it's just me, but I have that terrible sensation of like, I have all this stuff that has to flow out of my brain funneled to a website. And it's, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I have a huge mental block when it comes to a website. So, um, yeah, maybe I just, it's at the point where I need somebody to just manage it for me, but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, Beluga, you and I will have a working session. We'll get you up to date. You're good to go. This is great, though. Uh, let's, let's first open it up to, uh, we'll do Nana and then we'll do Crypto, if that's okay, Mega. Yep, I have the list down below if you want to check out the doc. Okay, oh, okay great. And then it's Nana, a box next to it. Welcome to uh, welcome to the Mega Creative Show. Um, you know, we we talked over some you know tips to enhance your website. Is there anything that you want to add? Is there anything that you learned? Um, you know, how is your day going? <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so you all know, I am a, I test web applications and um, mobile devices for people with disabilities, and um, I think everything you guys said were like really good and just want to give you uh just six more just bullets because i don't want to say too much and get everybody confused but number one when you upload an image to your website 
don't use 300 dpi so high resolution but use 72 dpi on your website because then if you put a 300 dpi on your website it takes forever to uh, upload number one number two uh, be careful because when we um, use flashing images that flash really constant and don't stop uh, it can produce epilepsy for people, so be careful with that. Number three, alternative text. If people um, have internet connectivity, for example, foreign people that their internet connectivity is pretty pretty bad, they only going to be able to see uh, text. So if you have very important images like call of action images, put an alternative text. Uh, and also, uh, uh, you can put an alternative if you are in different applications to create your website. There is always an option to create an alternative text. Number four, uh, be sure that the external link links that you are uh, linking to, um, you know, keep checking them because they may be broken and that can be confusing, you know, to go back. And like you, and like you said, that there are people that have really short-term, short term, short. Um, how do you say, they're really quick on, on getting uh, disconnected. So be careful with do that, to do that. Uh, color contrast, uh, be careful that there are people that are colorblind. So if you are trying to make a really pretty website uh, that has a yellow background and white text because it looks good, that would be really hard for people that are, have color contrast um, or they're colorblind. And the last one is forms. Uh, when you create a form, um, like a contact information, whatever, don't forget to uh, have something that when they press enter or they submit the form, they, they will receive some, something. And thank you so much. Uh, we have received your form because that's confusing if you don't, you know, you don't have an, a, that person doesn't receive a reaction. Did I, ha did I did it well? Okay. Didn't I do it okay? So just have a thank you, you know, we receive your information. Those are six tips that I wanted to share. Thank you. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> no, no. You just dropped the new guy. I would love for, for Nana to actually do their own blogs, honestly. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, she went in. Uh, one, one talking point that I want to go back to is uh, the, the images, right? All of us here create on 300 DPI, 600, I don't, I don't care. And I'm sure it's fixed. 600,000 by 600,000, do not, <laughs> do not upload that on your website. What you need to do is that you need to compress your, your website. You need to make it uh, at a smaller resolution or make the image smaller. It doesn't need to be that high. If you do, if you upload those heavy websites, you, it's going to tremendously slow down your website. And, and that's going to give everybody a terrible experience. So that's one thing that you brought up. And all of us here are artists. All of us are going to be just uploading your artwork. Be considerate of the load time, right? Definitely take two seconds, YouTube, how to, uh, I might even do a YouTube video. There you go. Of how to, uh, you know, uh, import images or how to compress your images so you don't lose a resolution and upload it to your website. Because I'm seeing this on a lot of different websites out here that they're uploading massive, massive uh, image sizes. So thank you, Nana, for, for talking about all those points. The confirmation email, when you send something out, I think that is huge for, for users to feel like, okay, I did something. What else should I do next? It's also Mega? another way to – I feel like the confirmation email is another way to remind them, too. When, once they're away from the website, they're doing their own thing, 
check their emails. Oh, hey, I remember that website. It's kind of another option opportunity to remind them about you, about what you're doing. So great points there, Nana. We really appreciate you. And uh, that was a lot of information. Honestly, I would love for you to do blogs because I would love to, to dive into that too. So if you ever think about doing that, you got my backing. So uh, <laughs> of course, Nana. So we're going to move on to the next person here. We have next up in the lineup is Nemo and Crypto, then Dave and Double O Flow. Hopefully I said your name correctly. But if if uh, if you're not up here as a speaker and you're requesting, I'll still add you to my queue. So feel free to request anybody that wants to hop up here, ask any kind of questions. We're going to keep it to, to be very quick. So if you can keep it to 30 seconds to 60 seconds uh, per person uh, for your question or any kind of insight, that'd be great so that we can keep moving forward and have a lot of people chime in to to really share their, their input. So um Next up we have is number one crypto. Welcome. It's great to have you here. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic of uh, how to enhance your website. For sure. For sure. Um, what is it? I actually was thinking about this for a while when you said you put your like minting now three sentence button while it was red, because I also do like some web development and I thought it was hilarious because I've never heard of that either, but I was thinking about the colors and how you guys were talking about that and this is just something I'm adding in like as like if people didn't understand that um if you don't notice how like Burger King Wendy's Chick-fil-a they all have red because red is like it kind of like when people look at it they're like oh food I'm hungry so the colors are very important for everything and also creative owls are talking about like themes of everything I think it's very important to have all your socials kind of line up with all your websites all everything i think it should look you know when they go to your twitter and they go to your youtube and they go to your tiktok it should be like okay that's him it's called like brand awareness you know when they see something they know it's you so i think that's huge and i think a lot of people um drop the ball on that for um small companies and big companies um but yeah i think the colors matter and awesome just thanks for doing the show again guys i love it <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I appreciate you roasting me as well about my button. So, <laughs> I'm glad to be the example of what not to do. <laughs> when it comes to the yeah, trust me. When I saw this, I was like, I've never seen a three, <laughs> three sentence button before. And it's red. It, was, was like, it wasn't like full on sentences. It was just, it was three different blurbs is more like. Thank you, Crypto. Thank you for coming up here. Thank you for being a, you know active listener. And uh, hopefully you can take some of this information over to your podcast. I know you and your crew are are, are heavy hoodies on talking about crypto and, and what's investing alike, what you got going on, Mr. Young Entrepreneur. So congratulations on what you got going on. Just a little shout out. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Um, and anybody that's, that's spoken, I'm going to move you down to a listener. We still love you. We still appreciate you. But we're just moving you here. So nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up we have is the one and only Dave. Welcome, Dave. It's great to have you. We love to hear. <laughs> Should I do this too? <laughs> Dave, <There loves>. that. <laughs> Dave, welcome. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the, the 10 tips to enhance your, your NFT project website. Uh, if you have anything you want to share with that. Did you learn something today? Yeah, yes, yes, I always learn something listening to you guys. Um, there's so much knowledge to be passed around this community, um, and these are great platforms to do it. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think you've given lot, like simple and succinct information around a lot of points to a lot of people today. Um, ours at thecryptogoons.com, uh, and by the way, 
get your uh, get your domain name because someone had picked up Crypto Goons. I'm not sure if they got it after we'd started or before, but oh. that cost us more than it should have done. Um, so um, we wanted .com. We didn't want .io. We wanted .com because we want to be a long-term brand that's visible. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we got the .com. Um, so there's lots of different things you can do in that. But um, yeah, I think that branding across everything that, that Number One Crypto just mentioned is super important. Um, you know, I spoke with Owls and he said maybe we need to change the color of the text on our website. But we're in the Gooniverse um, and we want to pull off branding that maybe other people have done. So there's a reason that our background's black and our text's yellow. Um, and, you know, like, like you've got to utilize the tools that are, that are there and pull from, you know, maybe, maybe other, other branding that other people have set up that, that can link in with your product um, and just naturally join the two together. Um, so think very carefully about your branding, your colors, your fonts, um, and make sure they match up with your personal drivers, aims, and goals. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, since I've known Dave, which is what, like four months now, five months, uh, you've always had the same profile picture, same thing with Beluga. Um, and so, you know, that, that itself also screams to, you know, just consistency with, with being very visible. So we appreciate that. And, uh, it's easier to find people and to understand who they are when they're staying consistent with, with their looks as well, uh, and their color schemes and whatnot. So, um, Owls, any thoughts on that before we go to the next person? No, Dave and I, Dave and I, I think it was like two o'clock in the morning. Dave and I popped up and started sharing our screen. And I was like, yo, what is this text going on? Why is this yellow? <laughs> and just, I went in on Dave and Dave fired back at me. He was like, no, this is why we're doing it. So, um, but yeah, I get it, man. You need to make sure that your font, your style matches your your theme, the Gooniverse. So there, there's a reasoning behind it. Um, and, 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 you know, once you understand that it, it all makes sense with the brand. So thank you, Dave. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, thanks, thanks for having me out. Okay, oh, and, and, and congratulations on your, I, I know you just did a, 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 uh, like a podcast show on YouTube, uh, as well too. So thank you for, for highlighting the Polygon community, what we're doing, what you're doing in, in your Twitter spaces, what you and, uh, the big guy Beluga are doing. So just want to give you a quick shout out, uh, great interview and I appreciate, you know, you, you repping everybody, uh, along the way and talking about their discord. Did you just call him the big eye Beluga? The big guy Beluga. Oh, this is big eyed. And then I just no. thought about Beluga when he was in the metaverse saying, you guys see my eyes are red? <laughs> such a classic moment. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. This has been the Mega Creative Show. If you want to actually reach out to us, you can check us out on our websites. Mine is megaretro.art and owls is creativeowls.io. Those are our separate websites. You can also check out megacreativeshow.com and uh, find out some more information on there as well, a little bit about the show in the background. You can also check out other podcasts and then also check out our newsletters on there. So we're really excited to present and provide many different things for the community to grow. Obviously, uh, we want to grow our show and what we're doing, but ultimately we want to see everyone grow at the same pace and the same rate. So that's why we love providing all of these different things when it comes to the, the educational aspect of Web3, NFTs, or even just if you're looking to get yourself, uh, your name out there and known as an artist in a way or a developer in a way that's really going to make a difference for you and also your pockets to make sure that you can pay some bills. So thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.